girl, you better work. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. There's no other way around it because they will check for you not to be good enough. Right. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, I'm just feeling like hated on every minute of every day. I am not, but I'm wise enough to know that that's just the reality. Like the pure facts is they probably don't think you're really going to be able to crush it. Right. Mm. I hate to say it. So I would say just work, show up, be hungry, you know, and, and, and bring it like do you, but like, and for me, it's interesting because of everything that's happened in the last year, I rarely really like emphasized or focused on who I was because I was like, well, that's just me. I I don't even need to really speak on it. Mm -hmm. I'll just be this, the things you don't expect, which is a chef and a sommelier and a business owner and a bar owner and a Negroni cocktail inventor. Like I am so many things you don't expect Mm -hmm. that let's just focus on that. How did you like still stay true to yourself along that journey of like staying like, this is what I'm really passionate about. I just believed in myself, bro. Like I could care less what anyone had to say. Cause I knew, you know, actually when I was in high school, I got really lucky. One of my teachers gave me this book called the secret and it was, I didn't read. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on. But that book for some reason, yeah, it's just like, I just read through the whole thing and I'm like, man, anything you think about can come like to like real, like, does that really work? So I, I ended up getting like a whiteboard, writing everything down, even down to like a check. Like I just wanted a $4,000 check because in high school that's bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I got that YouTube took off. I got the car I wanted. I moved to LA, like everything, even to this day, I still got the whiteboard. Everything I put on there comes true. No one's going to stop that, but me. So that's it. It's just faith. And just knowing that you're going to have your high highs and your low lows. But as long as I guess my message this week of what I've learned is literally what you do today is going to affect you a year from now, whether that's, you know, how you work, your fitness, how you eat. It's just those simple things. So that's got to fuel knowing what your future is. So I know what I'm doing today is going to affect me a year from now. And then from that year from now, the next year, the next year. And I'm seeing everything that I had in plan last year unfolding this year so yo welcome to the part of everything podcast where we explore unique individuals on unique journeys telling unique stories we show the connection that all these different stories have in these different life paths whether you're an entrepreneur an employee or even a ceo there's something that we can all relate to if you want to follow us more episodes you can definitely tap in on youtube or any other streaming platform that you have but other than that Let's get to it. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Part of Everything podcast. I'm your host, Javon. I'm Miguel. Mike for the one time. And we have a, a legend in the building, Miss Kendra what's Anderson. Up? What's right. up? Welcome. What's up? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yes, sir. How's your week, man? What's going on with you? Hustling. Always hustling, as you know. Um... We have a lot going on right now. The consulting business is kind of popping, so I'm excited. For sure. Yeah. Nice. For sure. Um, yeah, so like, kind of give like a little check-in, you know, like what's been new with you? Like what's been going on this week? Any inspirational quotes? Any just thing that's mm. like hit you this week? Trust the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny that, you know, the things we might be talking about tonight are really, really hitting right now for me. Mm-hmm. There's just... A lot I have learned in the last like 90 days. It feels like it's been 90 months. I'm not even sure where I started, what, what has happened. <laughs> it, things are just flowing and it's cool. It's very cool. But, it, you know, 
the fact that we sometimes think we might be in charge of stuff is I am being reminded on the regular that that is totally untrue. True surrender. Yes. Like I know. I know. I saw that. I was like, surrender. I was like, I'm literally that ish right now. So what does yes. that mean to you? Like, what does surrender mean to, to you? I mean, for me, I think it's not quite as literal of just like lay down and, and like don't do anything. I think it's more, I think of it more like a metaphor, like riding a wave. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's more just kind of like sometimes it dips, sometimes it rises and just be with that, not trying to force it to necessarily like go in a certain type of way. For sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, let the people know a little bit about you. Like, what's... Um, okay, so the background, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I moved to Denver to go to college. I went to DU. Um, I didn't think I was gonna stay because I was not feeling it. Um, and <laughs> the then, state or DU? Uh, yeah, all of <laughs> where, where are you originally from? Yeah, um, my family's from New York City. Oh, okay. Um, wow. and then we moved to California, and then I wasn't really feeling that either. So Denver just turned out. It was honestly just a kind of a fluke, but. It turned out, um, and then I just never left. I ended up getting yep. a good job, and then I got married, and then I got divorced, and then I changed my career. So one thing after another kind of just led to me. Next thing I knew, I had lived here for like 1,000 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Colorado years are like dog years. It's They're true. Just... You can't quit it. You right. think you're leaving, but you're not. Right. <laughs> yeah. like when, did you, when did you think you found your passion? Oh, um, it's probably, it's kind of funny because I don't think I thought I had found it. Mm -hmm. I think I thought my passion was something else. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until, um, you know, I was really well into my adulthood. I was working in corporate America mm -hmm. and I was just more so feeling like the corporate America thing wasn't fitting. Right. And I never really felt like I was going to be passionate about it, but I was like, this is what I'm about to do. Like, mm -hmm. I'm good at it. I'm going to make money, this and that. Um, it was really when I started looking at the things that I was enjoying spending my time doing, which was cooking mm -hmm. and entertaining and throwing parties for my family when I was, you know, married at the time. Um, I was like, hmm, is this like a thing? Like, people don't really like get jobs doing this. Like, I went to college. Like, so I didn't have to work yeah. in a restaurant kind yeah. of thing. And so just over time, I started to like dabble and explore with the idea of, you know, I guess at the time it was like a pop up doing catering events for friends or for family um, that encouraged me to consider maybe looking into culinary school mm -hmm. I didn't want to be just like the person that's like the family's like you're good you're such a yeah, good yeah. cook and just not really good at all <laughs> yes. so I was like let me get some credentials um, so yeah I ended up kind of doing a whole life reboot. I, I got a divorce. I moved downtown. I used to live kind of in the suburbs um, mm -hmm. and went to culinary school and just never looked back. Okay. Damn. Oh. So, what was the uh, corporate job or the couple of jobs that you've had? Um, well, it wasn't as if... I, well, so I didn't actually totally get out of corporate at that right. time. There's more to that story, but um, mm -hmm. it was kind of... Um, I mean, big, big umbrella, you could say management consulting. Okay. Yeah, so working for different companies, helping them write their strategy, oh, okay. um, make plans, um, develop a culture within the organization, mm -hmm. kind of just like top line, run of the mill management consulting. For sure. Yeah, I did that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what kind of got you into that? Like, I know that sometimes people feel like, kind of like imposter syndrome of like, 
not feeling they're worthy enough to get mm. these type of businesses. Like, mm. like yeah, so like, I what? resemble that. Yeah, sure. for sure. Um, it was really just a progression. I had worked for um, a big company, and someone who worked within that company was going out and starting their own like boutique consulting firm. Mm. So I was the first kind of employee, really f- co-founder with the two other folks that you know we were all consulting. So um, that's how it just was a niche that they wanted to kind of just go hard in instead of doing it in a company they were like well, we can take this and package it mm-hmm. and then you know obviously sell it to other businesses who need this help sure. so I just I worked for that firm for um, 10 years and then um, I worked for IBM for about four years okay. after that so that's what I was doing when I opened the bar but a lot of other things happened in the middle of that it's a very long story for sure yeah <laughs> yep. and then tell us a little bit about the bar bar helix Absolutely. Well, um, sadly, we are no more. Um, I had to close the bar in November uh, because of COVID. Um, just did not have a, a landlord that was willing to compromise or right. be creative. So um, we have been there for three years. Really just an up and down journey of entrepreneur, just like all you all know. Um, good years, bad years, right. fun times, rough times. Um, but definitely the most important thing I've done so far, I would say, in terms of just like a complete immersion of like my creative mind, my business mind, my things I love. You know, I love Negronis. I love champagne. I love mm-hmm. tater tots. I love caviar. That was what we did there. Um, and it was just it was a miracle to really feel like I got up and go, went to work doing exactly what like, I wanted to do. Yeah, right. And sure. I would just I don't know how to not want to do that anymore. So it's kind of an interesting space to be in 90 days later. Sure. What would you yeah. say was your was the hardest thing about owning a bar? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. Um it's it's like having a, a lot of kids. Yeah. It's like having a lot of kids and a building to maintain and strangers that come in every night and want something from you. Um, even though you want to do it, it's just everywhere you look, there's some stuff. Like yeah, it's, just, right. it's like an onslaught. Just every day, it's like on and popping. So it's kind of like you're <laughs> glad day. to have had it. I loved it. it. No, like, I'm telling you, even though it was like the worst hardest work I've ever done and worst meaning like no social life no sleep no money like just all the struggle Um, I never was happier ever was happier so it's like what do you how do you you can't get out of it because you like it's like an adrenaline thing yeah you just you need it after a while because it is so satisfying like how do you not want that when you feel like every part of your senses are engaged in something that you really love That's an interesting perspective in terms of like how different people define success and failure. Mm-hmm. Like it could be going rough for you for a long amount of time, yes. but that doesn't feel like a setback because you're just doing what you That's enjoy right. doing. That's right. Um, it was easy for me to quit my day job, so to speak, even though it right. took me a long time because I never for even five minutes felt the emotion that I felt even getting ready to open the bar that I felt with, you know, like 20 years of corporate life. Yeah. Like yeah. it wasn't even a whisper of that emotion. So it was easy, easy, easy. Right. Yeah. I'm sure Mike or Javon has some, like there's, I'm sure difficult moments of starting both the businesses that you guys have started. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of high highs and low lows, but it is that whole aspect of you love it. So you don't even right. really yeah. notice it at all. 
So I really do feel like the metaphor of child care or having a family is so accurate because kids be getting on your damn nerves, <laughs> but you love them more than life. <laughs> right. Like yeah. you just would never not want that because yeah. they're just, that's your fam. Yeah. So the bar for me became that as well as the people who worked for me with me, um, you know, where I felt my family. Yeah. Um, so it was just a whole, a whole universe. Um, that was amazing. And you had your own like feel to it too. Hence the Negroni, hence like the whole yeah. vibe of the shop. Like, yeah. Explain like what made that space special and unique from other places. You know, that is so interesting. And I'm actually, you know, not to put the question back to you, but I want to have a conversation That's about right. how when you have a vision as an, an artist or a creative or an entrepreneur, there's only that voice in your head. And so for me, um, the niche or the, the area that I chose to focus in kind of came back to things that First, I was passionate about, so the Negroni cocktail, and mm -hmm. does everybody know what a Negroni no. is? No. A lot of people don't. That's yeah, no, part of what I'll tell you why I ended up pursuing it. So it's equal parts. Um, Campari, which is a bitter Italian liqueur, mm -hmm. um, gin, everybody knows gin, yeah. and then vermouth, usually sweet vermouth. Mm -hmm. um, that's the original, the OG recipe. It was invented um, in the 1900s by an Italian count. Um, so it has roots in, in Italy, like it was yeah. a very popular cocktail, like kind of World War One, World War Two, right. kind of went out of fashion a little bit and then kind of started coming back at the end of the 20th century. Um, and then it became like a really popular thing in the bar industry and in the restaurant industry. Um, the flavor profile is bitter, so it isn't for everyone, right? You're not going to take a sip generally and just be like, oh my God, this is the most delicious thing I've ever had <laughs> because right. it's bitter, right. but you, you get used to it. And then mm -hmm. it's like, you know, your first cup of coffee, you didn't love either, right? Your True. first shot of whiskey, you were True. like, oh my God, you know, it just <laughs> takes a minute. And yeah. then once you get your palate used to it, you kind of fall in love with it. And so... I was drinking them like crazy. Um, and I realized that I was also, I had worked as a sommelier. So like a wine professional, um, as another part of my little career pivot and something that always I, I noticed with people was that, you know, people stay in their lane. They, they, they find something they like and they just like attached to it. Yeah. And they don't necessarily, I used to say, drink outside the comfort zone, drink outside their box. And so I realized that I had had success just talking to friends mm -hmm. or, um, you know, people I knew who weren't familiar with the Negroni and I would make that for them. And then, you know, they would be like, oh, kind of cool. Like, I mm -hmm. like it. And I was like, well, why don't I just try to go hard here and provide like an educational component, like mm -hmm. an experiential component that makes people feel it's okay if you don't know something and if you're right. not familiar with it by making it like putting it in a fun package or right. so like all the drink names were kind of like naughty a little funny yeah. so you would look at the menu and instead of being like nervous that you didn't know what campari was mm -hmm. we could have uh, an, a you know a dialogue about you know the name of the drink or how we came up with it what or are some of the names Oh, we, we, <laughs> um, you we had that. one, uh, well, we, we had a version of the Negroni that was a sour, like a whiskey sour. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with egg white, um, and we made a Negroni lollipop that we put on top and we called that suck my Negroni. Um, <laughs> that was, people always thought that was really funny. Um, the white Negroni. So one that we use different ingredients to make it essentially clear. Okay. Um, so it wasn't red. The normal Negroni cocktail is red. Okay. Um, so it was a white Negroni and the name of the gin we used was, um, uh, a gunpowder Irish gin. Mm -hmm. And my head just went to uh, a gun, like an actual gun. Sure. So then I called it fully cocked. 
Um, and so <laughs> I know it's a lot. So, um, but it was so fun. And that was like That's why awesome. it was such a great, you know, I love my business so much because it wasn't just the drink names. It was like the branding of the drinks and the, you know, the drinks the themselves, atmosphere. the glassware, the, me- you know, the way the menu looked, we, you know, I wrote all the playlists for the bar. Like it was a nice. full like immersion for me. Um, so yeah, I went, I decided to do that because I took a lot of pleasure from helping people kind of expand their horizons. Mm-hmm. And for me, like the bar business and the wine business is not necessarily super inclusive. Um, and by that, I mean, we don't necessarily see a lot of um, like cross marketing or trying to extend to um, communities of color or broader, just broader communities outside of what you're familiar with. So we see hard marketing of Hennessy and cognac to the black community. We see right. hard marketing of Moscato or Riesling to the black community because right. that's what somehow that has been like associated with us. Right. And that's cool. I'm a fan of both of those things. Mm-hmm. But what I wasn't a fan of was seeing my guests come in and only drink those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what is happening? There's like a million other types of drinks and spirits and wine. If you're here, why don't we see about like, what could happen if we take you over here? Right. And so that became the, that was my vision for the bar at mm-hmm. the beginning was Dang, to like far. help people kind of evolve a little bit. No, I think it's important to push the culture because like people don't know what they don't know. Don't know what they don't and know. Exposing people, I can definitely see you get pleasure in that because it's like you yeah. literally probably see their mind like, oh shit. I like, literally saw amazing. their minds be like, oh shit, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> every night. And for me, it was not so much about having them come in and just spend money, support the bar. I really saw it as an opportunity for me to expand your entire lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Because if I get you into a drink that you... Um, hadn't had and maybe it's like a thing you're curious about well now I want to like dive into gin so then maybe now you're at home you're hanging out with the homies or your friends or your lady or whatever and you're sampling that Mm -hmm. and then maybe you go out of town and you're Mm -hmm. on vacation you're in some some other city and that inspires you to like go check out a distillery while you're on that trip because you're like hey I think this gin is from you know New York I'm gonna check this out while I'm here so for me it's a it's a journey to like a broader type of exploration just living a bigger life um, than than just like kind of staying comfortable with like stuff you already know yeah that's just that's how I roll so I was like you know this could be cool Sure. So how did that experience translate to like the current stage you're in right now? The experience of entrepreneurship? Entrepreneurship and just owning your business and like being a person that kind of like expanded these, you know, people's perspectives. Like the whole experience. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you ask that because, you know, when when the bar closed I was not expecting that. So that that was nothing I had planned for. I mean, of course, it was in my mind because COVID and just life, like right. anything could happen. But right. I wouldn't say that I was expecting that at that time to happen. And so um, it was difficult to imagine kind of like immediate next steps, because if you're like not thinking that that's going to be the thing, like, why would you have a whole plan for like what you would do next? Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a minute. Um for me to just even get my head wrapped around it, it really felt like, like real legit, like grief, like somebody died grief. Like it was rough. Um, and so I, but having said that when you have your own business, you know, I had employees that I was trying to find space for and money, Mm -hmm. you know, to help them stay afloat. I needed to try to find, you know, an income source. And so it was interesting because earlier last summer, 
I had been approached by just a, a, a person I knew through some other people who was starting a real estate development project. He approached me and said, you know, how would you feel about opening a concept in this future real estate development. And this was mid COVID. This was like June. And I was like, have you seen what's happening in the restaurant business? Like I'm not hip on opening new restaurants and bars. Like this one barely open. Like what are you talking about? And so, but something in me, I will never understand why, but I looked at him and I said, but I will help you find people who might want to be operators in this future space. Mm -hmm. He was like, cool. I'm into that idea. And backing up to the consulting world, between the time I like legit left my career corporate consulting role mm -hmm. and before I opened the bar, I had a consulting business that was me, my brand, okay. Swirl Girl Denver. It was wine consulting. It was putting together wine lists. It was producing wine events. It was writing about, I wrote about wine for a number of years in a number of different publications. So I had a little umbrella, like a little mm -hmm. LLC. And every so often I would do things for like Campari, a brand. So I had the business. And I'm like, what if I just started doing like a little consulting on the side, use this opportunity that this guy wants help with, and I'll just like do that. But I'm still running the bar. Like I'm not expecting to close, but I'm right. like, then I brought my, my general manager in and she got on the project. So we're doing a little side hustle, if you want to call it that, right. consulting back last summer. So when the bar closes in November, we had that client and we already had like talks with a couple other clients, but I was kind of putting them off because I didn't have time. Mm -hmm. So right away, like within literally the couple weeks of the bar closing, I'm like full core press launch this new consulting business yeah. so we can keep stuff flowing. Yeah. Like, so I hardly, I have not stopped. I have, there has not been a moment. So to answer your question, how did that experience translate into like what I'm doing now? It literally translated it because it connected me with people who have subsequently hired Damn. me and hired my team to start doing real consulting work. Yeah. And also the Clayton, which you are also involved with that. That's how I met them and their um, outreach to me to try to get me to just be involved with the Clayton when I was just like, no, no more. No, definitely. It's a no. Um, <laughs> you know, they, kept asking why I was not feeling the, 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 the concept. And it turned out just to keep the story short, that what they needed help with is something I'm good at. And nice. so that That's then turned good. into yet another client. Sure. So I'm just like, I'm just hustling. I'm just working, like literally working nonstop. Hmm. It's kind of cool. Do you ever <laughs> feel like, tokenized in a way is when you like do these consulting? Of course. Yeah. I mean, there's never been a moment in my career that I didn't have that voice in my, you know, little inner ear. That's like, are you really the one they wanted to hire? Are you really the most qualified? <laughs> I mean, it's impossible to be a person of color, forget a woman of color, forget a woman of color in an industry that not like all the industries aren't mostly dominated. Mm -hmm. Um, but especially right. Hospitality, food and beverage, chefs, sommeliers, spirits, producers, there are no people like us, right? right. There are right. very, very few. So my entire adult life has had that voice. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I choose to do instead is just show up with my full force of whatever talent ability I have and make them forget it. Right. So that right. they, even if they were on the fence, like maybe they were by the time they're done, like we're really working together, mm -hmm. they're not seeing that. And hopefully all they're seeing is like what I'm contributing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. So what would you tell uh, a black woman entering her own realm of business? 
Girl, you better work. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. There's no other way around it because they will check for you not to be good enough. Right. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, I'm just feeling like hated on every minute of every day. I am not, but I'm wise enough to know that that's just the reality. Like the pure facts is they probably don't think you're really going to be able to crush it. Right. Mm. I hate to say it. So I would say just work, show up, be hungry, you know, and, and, and bring it like, do you, but like, and for me, it's interesting because of everything that's happened in the last year, I rarely really like emphasized or focused on who I was because I was like, well, that's just me. Like, I don't even need to really speak on it. Mm-hmm. I'll just be this, the things you don't expect, which is a chef and a sommelier and a business owner mm-hmm. and a bar owner and a Negroni cocktail inventor. Like right. I am so many things you don't expect mm-hmm. that let's just focus on that. Like the part to, of me being like a black woman is the least interesting thing about me. <laughs> swear to God. Do you go into things like just knowing your value then? Like I know a lot of people I do. Let's say for example, a brand approach you, Yeah, you know, your value already. Yep. So it's like, either you pay me what I'm worth right. or I don't need you. Cause my life's going to keep moving regardless. That's right. And that's a work in progress, right? Like I yeah. certainly believe that. Yeah. Do I get worried when I'm not sure when my next gig is or when the bar closed and I was literally like, Oh my fucking God, like what am I about to do? Yeah. So yeah, I know I'm not saying like every day is super woman, you know, no, of course. Yeah. yeah. But There's like, high I believe it. I yeah. do believe it. Okay. And I, you know, because I know I've done the work I've put in a thousand hours. I've done all the things that lead to where you do have like real credentials. Yeah. So, but yeah, you do, you have to definitely start with self love and, you know, manifestations. And I do a lot of meditating. <laughs> yeah. Keep it together. It's important. We got, we got a challenge round coming for you. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so I knew segment. it's called shot clock. Oh God. Pretty much. You got 24 seconds. And we're going to run off a list of questions. Feel free to say pass. But the goal is to get three or more questions right. And if you get these questions right, then you get a free item in the store. Lord. Okay. So, you ready? I I hope so. Okay. (laughs) All right. 24 seconds. Yep. Let me get these questions right real quick. God. Okay. So, in 24 seconds, she has to... Get, get three, three or more. This is okay. like lightning round. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And what kind of questions? Just all the questions. Trivia. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. There you go. Start digging in the mind. I files know. And- I'm like, why didn't I have like some coffee before I came? <laughs> you did have a lot of trivia about uh, Negroni and I stuff know, like that. I mean, I True. have all sorts of useless knowledge, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Hey. Count me down. Let me go. All right. Starting in three, two, one. After Antarctica, what is the most sparsely populated continent? Um, after Antarctica? Yep. Oh, my God. I'm thinking Greenland, but that's not a continent. <laughs> Ten seconds. <laughs> Ten seconds. Uh, uh, what ancient civilization built, it, built Machu Picchu in Peru? Indians? The Incas. Yeah, that's uh, Inca Indian. What is the ancient Egyptian writing system called? Um, hieroglyphic. There you go. One out of Jesus. There we go. Yeah, that was it. Stress me out. What is the other? What's the content? Uh, Australia. (laughs) Random. Was that two? That was hella random. Yeah, that was two. No, I got got three. Wait, two. Yeah, she got two out of three. She got two. Yeah, I got, I got Inca, and I got hieroglyphics. Okay. All right. Well, did my best. Still solid. Sure. That's better that than, was hard ass uh, yeah. trivia. I thought it was going to be like name all the people in NSYNC or some shit like that. Like, can you do that right now? Uh, I was going to say. 
But that would be the, I was like, okay, we're going to do some like fun little pop trivia. Yeah, family feud. Making me think. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's always going to be a challenge. It's a challenge, though. Very much Um, so. Okay. So I have another question for you. Okay. If you were to paint a picture of your current stage in your life right now, paint the picture with words, what does this picture look like? Hmm. It looks... It's like a wide open field. Um, It's grassy, like it's green. It's not like a dry, dusty field. Um, And it's got all kinds of like things growing. I just feel like it's a growth visual. Mm -hmm. Um, So trees, trees, (laughs) plants, um, maybe some vineyards, some grapes. Um, Yeah, I feel like it's just a, it's an open path, an open field and I'm surrounded by just like good energy. Like there's mm-hmm. beautiful weather, there's sun. Yeah, I feel like the sun is shining for sure. Beautiful. Yeah. How does it feel to be in that stage? A little frightening. Um, I'm a planner, but I do like to try to ride the wave. So it's that constant push and pull of mm-hmm. like, let go, try to grab it. Let go, try to grab it. Like yeah. all the things. Um, but I feel positive. Like to see that I'm in a growth phase where I'm literally like signing new clients and having billable work and I'm, I'm barely not like totally shook and just ruined from having to close my business mm-hmm. is, is phenomenal. Like yeah, I can right. never, I can't say anything, but thank you and grateful and right. I can't even be yeah. sad. I can only be happy because what if the bar, this is like the thing I've really been like sitting with for the last 30 days. What if I thought the bar was the goal, but the bar was not the goal. Mm. What if opening the bar, and I think I told you this, mm. what if that was always just a way, like a, a portal mm. into this whole other different life? Well, that's like, that's like fucking with me. Yeah, no, it's kind of like uh, the way you make God laugh and show me plans. Right? You know? Right. It's like one of those perfect examples of that. But it's crazy because the the path to opening the bar was quite linear. Mm. It It wasn't, I didn't orchestrate it specifically, but every step was truly like, and then this happened, and then that happened. It took a long time, and it was stressful, and it took me five whole years to open the bar. Mm. So I'm not trying to make it sound like I just had everything dialed, but this is such a hard left that was so unexpected and so traumatic. It was I couldn't have fathomed that it was potentially just the the wrapper around something Mm. ultimately like positive and meant to like maybe catapult me to like a whole nother level, yeah. there would be no human who could have conceived of that, you know, cause right. it was just so awful. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a strange thing to kind of have on your mind, but I tell you what, it gives you a lot of energy to like, think about how to move, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just trying to stay loose. So like, yeah. hundred percent. Wow. Like, like how would you paint your picture of your life right now? Like, Whoa. Um, man, usually I can always answer that question, but right now there's so much going on. I would just honestly paint myself on top of a mountain, bro. Mm. Like straight up. I feel amazing. And it's, I wouldn't even say I'm at the top of the mountain. I'm just like gradually going up the mountain and I can just see it's getting higher and higher, but I can keep going. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, what about you? Man, I, I would say uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think how I paint this picture. <laughs> um, it would be more of like uh, I'm 
kind of in this, I'm like kind of in a similar place of like I'm on this mountain but yeah. the top but I've like taken on so much it's like my bag is just like, mm. uh, big ass like, backpack yeah, like, big that. ass backpack and I'm just like trying to figure out if I'm about to make it to the top I'm like alright here we go yeah. right. I'm just like word I feel that I like here that here we go um, here we go that's me um, mine would probably be like a Jackson Pollock painting, like just abstract splatters of paint or, you know, just a lot of stuff going on um, that might not make sense to people that see it. But like oh. there's a purpose there mm. of like all the different there's a splash of yellow here. There's some red here. And, you know, it doesn't immediately make sense, but there's feeling there's a purpose to it I think is the how do you have like a telling your story when it doesn't make sense to a lot of people uh yeah I mean it's difficult to even like form my story myself is like because mm. I'm not even sure which part is the like w which part is the part that is the start of the movie I guess you know like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I'm not even sure where it picks up so I don't know I, I just try to give the gist of it and see if people understand but. perception right right you just let them perceive what they want right exactly and how did you navigate that you know like mike like you started like doing youtube and then like before you blew up like you were telling people like this is what i want to do yeah and i'm pretty sure like 90 percent of people were like this is crazy like, get a real job yeah this is real you're living this fantasy like how did you like still stay true to yourself along that journey of like staying like this is what I'm really passionate about. I just believed in myself, bro. Like I could care less what anyone had to say because I knew you know, actually when I was in high school I got really lucky. One of my teachers gave me this book called The Secret. Mm. And it was I didn't read, come on bro. <laughs> come on. But that <laughs> book for some that reason, movie? yeah, it's just like I just read through the whole thing and I'm like, man, anything you think about can come like to Big facts. Like, real? Like, does that really work? So I, I ended up getting, like, a whiteboard, writing everything down, even down to, like, a check. Like, I just wanted a $4,000 check. Because in high school, that's bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. So I got that. YouTube took off. I got the car I wanted. I moved to L.A. Like, everything, even to this day, I still got the whiteboard. Everything I put on there comes true. No one's going to stop that but me. So that's it. It's just faith. And just knowing that you're going to have your high highs and your low lows. But as long as I guess my message this week of what I've learned is literally what you do today is going to affect you a year from now, whether that's, you know, how you work, your fitness, how you eat. It's just those simple things. So that's got to fuel knowing what your future is. So I know what I'm doing today is going to affect me a year from now. And then from that year from now, the next year, the next year. And I'm seeing everything that I had in plan last year unfolding this year so a little deep into that but no, for sure. that's, that's kind of yeah, yeah what just, would you say is the anchor to your faith i don't know how would how would you answer that like what do you mean like what so like you said you have that faith in yourself you have yeah that faith in something that you can't really see right now yeah you know what grounds you in that faith man i don't know i guess maybe just the lifestyle i want to live mm. That's about it. That's all I can really think of. It's just how I wanted to live. I've never had a normal job ever, which is crazy. And I guess hearing experiences from, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> just from like my family and how they just hate their job and they hate their life. I don't really hate their life, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, right. <clears throat> I never wanted that. 
So that was, I guess, the anchor to lead me to, okay, you don't want to live this way. So what, what do we got to do to avoid it? And that's what motivates me every day and is that anchor today. I totally feel that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what is the alternative that I'm not willing to accept? Yeah. So we've got to have to do the things that are going to make that not be a possibility. Yeah. Right? It's just like, I won't be broke. I won't be homeless. I won't be whatever a mess. Like that's, those are like big exaggerative terms, but like in general, I don't want to settle. Yeah. I would just say the best way to describe it is that I'm, I'm not content to settle. Mm-hmm. I want to just live the biggest, fattest, craziest, dopest life ever. And that doesn't always mean material wealth or it doesn't always mean whatever, like the typical things that sometimes Mm -hmm. people feel. My whole thing always has been, um, you know, truly, and I don't want to sound dramatic because I really, really, really mean it. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be living a life where if I was to get hit by a car, I'll be cool. I actually feel like I can say that today, right now. And I've been able to say that honestly, since I opened the bar. Yeah, like I'm good. Like struggles, successes. I have lived every bit of the life that I have been able to live up yeah. to this point. So amazing because I feel like that's the best way to to live. You know, like you have to like feel like you gave it your all. You have to be able to look in the mirror right. and be like all out. Yeah, all right. I live. I live my best life. You know, that's whatever right. that came with, it might not be everything you wanted, but it's like that's right. I gave it my all. Yeah. Right, because like it's full that. of mistakes and yeah. it's full of drama and full of heartbreak and full of money earned and spent and mm-hmm. lost and all of that. But it's not boring and it's definitely not like dry. Like it's like right. all the way on, turned sure. all the yeah. way on. So. And how did you battle? Like you had a corporate job. I'm sure you were making enough to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, and like a lot of people get caught in that comfortability. That yeah. Fear. I'm making enough. So like, you got a little extra That's money. It, you yeah. Give your family a little money. They need some of your That's right. or, you know, your family members. And it's like, you're living decent, but like, how did you go past that? Like, I want more. Because what I wanted wasn't money. I I had plenty of money. I wanted that business and I wanted that vision and I wanted that creative control and I wanted that experience driven life. Um, And honestly, it was funny because I tried to prepare myself for this drastic drop in income that I was about to have. So like I downsized and like got a different car and I was very logical about it. Cause I was like, girl, you're not going to about to be paying all, you're not living like this anymore. So I really did it very like strategically. And I got myself to a level of, you know, what I thought I could afford once I opened the bar. I never once was like, oh, if only I still had that job. There was definitely nights or times where I wanted to like take a big trip or you know, whatever, but never, I promise you on everything. I never was like, I should not have quit that job. I should, mm-hmm. I wish I still had that money. Mm-hmm. First of all, I was always working. So I didn't have really a lot yeah. of free time to spend the money that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just never missed it. I was so full and so happy and so delighted by what I was doing that I just truly, I kept waiting to be like angry that I didn't like have the 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 dollars in the bank account and it just never happened and it's been five years so it's like i'm, I'm clearly over it actually, i actually have more money now technically with Good. consulting yeah back consulting than i i never like gave myself a paycheck with the bar you know what i'm saying yeah, like so like i'm like oh my god i got like a check the other day and i was like what the okay <laughs> cool you know it was so funny it was really funny but that just yeah. goes to show you 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 level yourself off in a place where that's not what you're wrapped around Right. It's a free, it's a, it's a freer space to live for sure. Like, you know, that more money, more problems is mm-hmm. true, true facts. Right. So what advice would you give somebody transitioning, like wanting to, you know, they have that vision, they have this like want to like exit that corporate world and start their own thing. What advice would you give them to do that? 
Um, like a 30 year old. Yeah. I, I am a big fan and a big proponent of business plans. Um, I know a lot of people with a lot of dreams and don't want to do the work to like prove that it can work. Dreams are not real. Like they are still just dreams until you actually put it on paper, show a plan, show what it will take, show how much money it's going to cost. What can it generate? I'm helping a couple of clients right now who have like cool products or cool ideas. And I'm like, where is your sales strategy? Mm. Crickets. I'm like, so this is just a hobby. Like you're not trying to really make a business because businesses you don't know promise you. There are no businesses that are really successful that do not have basic things like sales strategies, marketing strategies, social media strategies. Like this is real shit. You can't just be cute or talented or like make a cute hat. Like you understand that that's just not the way it works. So I would say you have to follow that part. I'm not saying you have to do it in the, um, corporate America exact formula, but you do have to do something. You, Mm -hmm. you have to have some sort of a structure or a plan Mm -hmm. that you will use. And actually let me back up tied with that is a vision. Right. right, a really clearly articulated vision for what you want to do, how you want to do it, and in what period of time you hypothetically would like to have that happen. If other than that, if you're just kind of like waking up every day and just being like, well, maybe I'll like post a thing on social media today, or maybe I'll like go look at fabric today, like that is not a plan. Right. You got to have a whole structure. And that is the discipline that I learned in management consulting that I'm so glad I did because the average, you know, kind of little restaurant person, they're good at the food or they're good mm-hmm. at the drinks, but they're not. And I'm not saying I was like great at the business, but at least I knew I needed those fundamentals for yeah. sure. Right. Oh, so plan, make more plans, have other people look at the plans, tell you that the plans are shit, fix right. the plans. Like I went through that for many years. That's right. That's no, your foundation. I mean, you can't. And just don't, if you think you're the smartest person in the room, you need to change the room. Mm. You need to get the hell out of that room because that's never going to serve you. Sure. That's huge advice I would give to anybody. And I'm trying to always be like, who can I learn something from today? Like I am definitely not the one. Sure. Before we wrap up, I would love to ask, you know, like what's next for you? Like what's, what's the next? What isn't next? No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I think that this like surrender kind of concept we talked about is big for me this year. Um, it's only been six weeks of 2021 and I'm already feeling really, just positive and motivated. So I think, um, staying in this space of like asking the universe for what I want and then getting ready to do the work to Mm -hmm. make that happen. Like staying open, saying yes to, I have a whole policy and I also give this as like, not advice, but just like something to think about. I try to say yes more than I say no Mm -hmm. to things that are, you know, even directionally interesting to me, mm-hmm. right? If it's a hard no, then I'm not going to say yes. But if it might be cool, I'm going to say yes because right. doors be flying open. And not again, not in terms of money, just in terms of people and exposure and um, lessons and yeah. and right, just observations. So um, I'm trying to say yes. Mm. Wow. I love it. Taking that away from myself. <laughs> it's <a big> <laughs> it served me well. It yeah. has served me well. So where can people find you or your business? Or find me on the gram. Um, it's uh, Swirl Girl Denver is my Instagram. We have a website and other assets involved right now for the consulting business. Mm-hmm. They're not quite ready for prime time, but it's called Modern Queens Consulting Group. Um, okay. So MQCG. Um, that should be live probably by the end of the month, actually. Oh. Um, yeah. by, the time, by the time they see this, it'll be... 
Oh, excellent. Okay, so idea. MQ, it's Experience MQCG. Perfect. Yeah. Sweet. I love it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, man. Oh, cool. Yeah. This was great. Episode, uh, you know, a very great guest, unique yeah, journey. Thanks for coming on. And sharing a very unique story. It's very genuine. So a pleasure to have you, Andrew. Thank you. It was my pleasure as well. Thank you. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Yo, another great episode in the books. Hit that subscribe button if you guys are looking for more episodes. You can find us on any other streaming platform that you have. Other than that, much love, y'all. Be safe. Peace. <laughs>